Attention 90 racers. Yes, my throttle stop guys and gals. Before this episode, I wanted to give you a little context. My co-instructor within This Is Bracket Racing Elite, Justin Lamb, he and I recently spent some time recording some new content specifically for our superclass members within This Is Bracket Racing Elite. What you're about to hear is a snippet from that conversation. Enjoy. And by the way, if you'd like to watch the entire recording, it's available for free at thisisbracketracing.com slash 90. Again, that's thisisbracketracing.com slash the number 90. Thisisbracketracing.com slash 90. It's about 30 minutes in total of discussion about all things 90 racing, 60-foot consistency, tire selection strategy, and more. Again, feel free to watch at thisisbracketracing.com slash 90. All right, let's get into today's episode. Welcome back or welcome to the Daily Driver Podcast. The purpose here, it's pretty straightforward. In the next 10 minutes max, I'm going to share a story, an experience, perhaps an idea that I hope will help you become a little bit better racer today. I'm Luke Bogacki, and this is The Daily Driver. I've heard you advocate for basically as long as I've known you, and you've, and you've brought me uh, along the same line of thinking when it comes to carburetor size, pretty much across the board, smaller is better. In specific to 90 racing, is that theory the same? Is it more magnified, perhaps, in 90 racing? And if so, why? Yeah, I I do think it's more magnified, and I am a big believer in a smaller carburetor. Like I don't, um, I don't care what it is your local bracket car, your super comp car, your stockers, but whatever. I think that a smaller carburetor tends to be more forgiving. I should say it might not be quite as fast in some instances. There's there's times when like a bigger carburetor will go faster. I would argue it's not very often. Like I I mean I'm gonna I use this example in Elite all the time of Gary Stinnett, who, you know, has obviously come on and help us with some trainings and stuff along the way, but Gary can go 193 or four miles an hour in super comp with a 1050. Sometimes I think he runs an 1150. Are you telling me that he's going to put like a 1500 CFM carburetor is going to go 197? Like, I don't think so. I think if the car's set up right, the engine's been all right, everything matches, everything works together. Like you're not going to gain like monumental by having like this gigantic carburetor that a lot of people have been trying over the years. And that being said, when you have a really big carburetor, it, I, I don't think it's really hard to make them happy, especially going on the stop, but even on the stop, um, they, they do try to dip really bad. Um, it, it takes so much more airspeed. Like if you're going to go, like I, I've messed around even on my own stuff, just run going from like a 1050 to 1150. I have to raise the, throttle stop rpm a couple hundred rpm to run the 1150 just to keep the air speed up going through the carburetor to get it to pull fuel correctly and that's just going to an 1150 all of a sudden you put a 13 14 1500 cfm carburetor on it i think that's magnified and fast forward to make it work well on the stop i mean i, I can't even imagine you're gonna have to be on the stop at 5500 rpm to run that 1400 cfm carburetor or whatever to really make it pull fuel happy so in my mind it's all airspeed past the carburetor. So when you have a smaller carburetor, the airspeed is increased and the draw on the, on the booster is more and it 
pulls fuel more accurately. And so as the carburetor gets bigger, that airspeed decreases and doesn't pull fuel as accurately. So I think it makes it very difficult and, and it's wide open or on the stop. But when you're on the stop and instead of going wide open at 7,500 RPM, now you're on the stop at 4,000 cruising for three seconds or four seconds or whatever your car is. I think that uh, that low draw on the carburetor makes it makes it tough with a bigger carburetor.